Show. Hi, this is Rachel. And this is Natalie. And we are the Insta Mamas. We are sisters with a podcast and we talk about everything from faith, healthy, clean living, adoption, foster care, motherhood, and everything in between. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Natalie and Rachel. We're so excited about today's topic because I feel like how politically political people have been lately that this is a really good topic. The topic that we're doing today is all about moms breaking through the stereotypes because there's so many stereotypes yeah. when it comes to mom. And it's like we have to put a, a word in front of the word mom. Like, oh, I'm a working mom. or Single mom. Um, adopt, even adoptive mom, although I wear that title very proudly. Yeah, um, stay-at-home mom, working mom, um, crunchy mom. Um, what are some other like stereotypes of moms? MLM moms. like MLM, middle-level marketing mom, um, mom boss, you know. Yeah. (laughs) And I think some of them were women, so we love title, like not even titles, like we love, but we love to just know where we fit in the world, right? Mm -hmm. And so we kind of use these these titles, quote-unquote, or these like, I don't know, tags on in front of our names to make us feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they're bad, but I think if we put our identity too much in that, we kind of miss the point because our identity as a mom should be in Christ. So we're just going to talk about that a little bit Mm -hmm. and mull over that a little bit. Mm -hmm. And Natalie can especially attest to this because I have been a working mom. I've been a single mom. I've been a foster mom. I've been, you know, a stay-at-home mom. But especially, so I, mine is a little bit more chaotic, so I'm all over the place at what type of mom I've been. But Natalie, she had to go through a big transition when she decided to be a stay-at-home mom. She had a job that she felt she could pour into every day and that you're getting positive feedback, you know, like your boss comes to you and said, hey, that was a really great lecture. I enjoyed sitting in on it. Whereas when you are a stay-at-home mom, your kid's not like, hey, thanks for changing my diaper. That was top-notch skills there. <laughs> like there's no, positive fe- there's no positive feedback. Mm-hmm. When with working too, I just feel like, you know, you get positive feedback in the form of a paycheck mm-hmm. um, every two weeks. You're like, yeah, actually as a teacher, I only got paid once a month. But um, but yeah, it's uh, the paycheck made me feel like I was pouring in and made me feel like, oh, I can go get that coffee because I work really hard. Whereas when I'm a mom, I'm like, oh, you know, should I grab that coffee? I didn't bring anything financially. And so that was actually really hard for me. I was a teacher for five years a high school English teacher and the other thing people who are teachers understand is you give it your all and so all of a sudden I had not a lot of time because taking care of a kid takes a lot of time but I had a lot of flexibility in my schedule that I didn't have as a teacher and so my life just changed and I had to deal with that emotionally and my identity I realized was in my work and Mm -hmm. not in Christ and Mm -hmm. so when that was taken away when how many of you with COVID Um, This is kind of a theme that keeps coming up with the shutdowns and all that kind of stuff. How many of you found your identity was in something other than Christ because all of a sudden it was taken away? Mm. Maybe you couldn't 
play or watch sports. How many of us are sports moms? We forgot to talk about that one. Yeah. For kind of our older kid parent listeners. But now it seems like it starts at three where they're in five sports a year and you're expected to be super mom and have all the snacks laid out and they have to be healthy. And so you're the healthy mom or maybe you're the, you're like, I'm the laid back mom or I'm the messy bun mom. And maybe <laughs> we just do these things and it's it's like, oh my gosh, I'm just mom. Yeah, and even how you were telling me the other day when people ask, oh, so what do you do? It's so easy for you to want to be like, oh, I was a high school English teacher, but I'm staying home. As if staying home with your kid is the lesser of Mm -hmm. the two. When actually getting to stay home with your kid is such a gift. I mean, I would give anything to stay at home. And my husband and I, that's what we are working really hard towards now is so I eventually one day can stay home with my daughter Mm -hmm. and hopefully our future children. One talk about, um, you know, like my husband, he... He helped me really mentally change my thinking about stay-at-home mom because he was like, um, he was able to finally say, you know, Natalie, you know how much money we're saving because you're a stay-at-home mom? Mm-hmm. And how much money are we, um, How like if we added it all up just for childcare, it's tons. But then if you add all the like appointments I take her to and all the shopping I do and all like I go to three different grocery stores to kind of get the best deals and and also because I eat really weird specific diets, I have to go to all these specialty grocery stores and even like finding her shoes. And you know, if I had to take off work every time she had a doctor's appointment, I'd be taking off work four times a week, let's be honest, or I'd be paying a nanny to do that and that would be like so expensive and then I'm cooking. And, and, and my husband told me the other day, he said, you make it so that I come home and I don't have to do anything. He's like, I just get to be with our daughter and love on her and I get a nice meal. And not saying that he doesn't help at home. I mean, he does all kinds of stuff. But he believes that um, me staying at home gives him a much better quality of life and he appreciates it so much. Yeah, and I just think that as women... We really do. We just want to have that badge of honor, you know. Um, How many times do we go up and say, oh, I've just been so busy. I've been so busy. I've been so busy. And if you haven't been busy, you kind of feel like, oh, okay, what am I doing? Maybe I'm not hustling. Maybe I'm not doing something right. Mm -hmm. But as moms, we just need to find that stillness with Mm -hmm. Jesus. Find, like Natalie said, find that identity in Christ. Because even at the beginning, I said, I wear that badge proudly as a adoptive mom but the thing is at the end of the day we're all just moms we all just want to love our kids we all just want to some of us believe in homeschooling some of us believe in private school some of us believe that kids need to be thrown into a public education to really see what the world's like some of we all have our different beliefs how we were raised but at the end of the day we all just love our children and want what's the best for them yeah i want rachel to talk a little bit about being a working mom and like some of the challenges so i but before that we'll just uh, park on stay-at-home mom i feel like some of the challenges i run into is uh finding like creativity and feedback like a lot of times I feel like the things I'm doing is is kind of boring. And so I have to find my, so I say, Lord, I'm going to do it as if unto the Lord. And so I used to hate doing laundry and I waited till the last minute and then it was this giant pile and it was so huge and it was, and it just depressed me every time I went to do it. And I was like, and I cried. It sounds silly because, okay, I've survived way harder things than laundry. Okay, let's be real people. But I looked at that pile of laundry and I just started crying and I sat on the bed and I said, is this my life now? Is, is this 
you know, the person that used to have to think of all these creative lesson plans and work children through the crises they were going through and problem solve. And I got asked to speak at conferences and all these things that made me feel really good as a teacher. And now I'm just like doing laundry for the rest of my life. And I just, and the Holy Spirit kind of kicked me in the butt. I'm not going to lie. Um, if your daughter was here, she'd be like, no potty words. I was about to say that. <laughs> yours don't say potty words. Yours don't say potty words. So, But um, the Holy Spirit was kind of like, this is important work. Mm. And sometimes you have to do important work without anyone ever knowing about it. And my husband, he looked at me, he's like, the fact that I don't have to think about clothes. He's like, for the last year, I haven't had to think about clothes. He's like, that blesses me. He mm. hasn't had to do laundry in a year since I became a stay-at-home mom. And I'm like... You know what? Like, not saying that husbands can't do laundry. And if I'm ever sick or whatever, Actually, he picks yeah. up. My husband does the laundry in my house, so. <laughs> when, when we were working, Zachary did 50% or more of the of the the house stuff because he's not going to just make me do all the house stuff just because I'm a woman. Like, we shared it. But now that I'm not working, we we decided together that that was my job now. And, and so now I kind of, I change my perspective. I'm like, I get to do this for my family. Every day the house gets messy again. Every day I get to serve my family again. So, but some Ooh, of the that's things. That's some discipline. Now I'm sitting here thinking, like, oh gosh, I would not be thinking about every time I'm cleaning up. <laughs> I don't think it every time. Like, sometimes I'm like, uh. But, but it's, um, so that's the, the challenge is to find the joy, the, it's joy the, the joy of the Lord that sustains us. When you feel broken and you feel like so just done. It's the joy of the Lord that sustains us. Like, do everything with gladness and joy. And there's things like, I get so much time with my daughter. Like, so much time was taken away from me. The first two years of her life, I didn't get to know her. And now I get to spend hours and hours a day. I get to take her to all of her appointments. I get to, like, I watch her, like and see things my husband's like I appreciate I don't notice things you notice and then I get to help her with them so I mean we're all gifted differently but God is using my giftings I used as a teacher he's using them yeah they aren't Um, wasted no of course they're not wasted and and so when I'm tempted to like look at job postings and I'm like I have I have marketable skills that could be used and and the Holy Spirit's like you're using them like Mm. so that's my temptation to always try to be like oh I'm not doing enough I'm not doing enough so what is kind of the perspective of a working mom uh for myself for working the working part is for those of you who haven't listened to the beginning of the podcast my husband and I were separated for quite some time and We are renewing our vows on Friday. Praise the Lord. It's been a long journey. And I, and that's like we said, that's a whole nother podcast, but we need to go through that and just tell that whole story. The Lord has been so good to us and he has restored what the locusts have eaten. But I was a single mom, a single working mom for over a year and I grieved a lot. I was in kind of a victim mindset for a lot. It was easy to get into a victim mindset being like, I don't get to stay home with my daughter. I work so hard. I'm living on one paycheck, you know, but the Lord needed me to go through that to learn how to discipline my money, to learn how to not be buying coffees at the coffee stand every single day. I mean, I still get them once a week. My husband brought me a coffee today as we were recording. (laughs) And so, I mean, the Lord still blesses me with all those things, but he's helped me to be a lot more disciplined. And because of that, our goal is for me to be able to eventually stay at home with her and 
at least through the summers when school's not in session and stay home with her, not have to go to work every day. And I, I'm just so thankful for that time that he taught me to be frugal. But I can say from my perspective, it was easy. I go to church and I would be wrestling my daughter who was out of control most of the time (laughs) and she'd be pulling at me and I would be carrying all this stuff that I needed to carry and then I'd see these dads that would come up and take the kids out of the mom's hands and let her talk with her friends and so I usually after church I wouldn't get to stay and talk with people I had to be out the door because my toddler was having a meltdown you know and I'm so thankful now that I have help I don't, honestly, Natalie, I don't know how I did it before as a single mom. It was so But, I mean, hard. our church came around you and yeah. moms, but it's not the same as having a dad in the life. Yeah. And, I mean, so you've known the, the stereotype, but even now that you're with your husband, what's it like being a working mom, even with two parents? Well, and I will say the stereotype of a single mom is most people think, mm, she's kind of a harlot who has these kids who there's no dad in the picture what's going on there and really you never know somebody's story until they've walked in their shoes Mm -hmm. and I think some people automatically want to know the nitty-gritty details and is like oh that mom's single oh what did she do to get herself in that situation I see a lot of judgment there and now that I've been there myself if you are listening and you are a single mom I know how hard that is to do that life. Mm -hmm. Or they go the other way and kind of, uh, what's like... uh, Then they don't need any help. Yeah. Like, I don't need any help. I'm a single mom. I do this all by myself. But at the end of the day, we needed all that help. You can't do it alone. But from the perspective of a working mom that now we've come back to there, but still I work, I just think I get tired Mm -hmm. and I miss my time with my daughter. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what I start to get jealous and jealousy is the thief of joy. Mm. And so when I'm feeling down and I'm starting to feel kind of sad or depressed or anxious, I notice that it's because I'm looking into other people's windows. Well, look at this mom who gets to stay home. Look at this mom who gets to stay home. Look at this mom who's doing this kind of work. And I realize that that is not where God has me. The other day I was sitting at work and I was watching the kids on the playground and they were just being goofy. One was doing that dance move, the floss. And I was just giggling to myself and I got choked up because I realized the Lord was saying, this is where I have you at this time. I still have promises for you that I will answer you. But these kids, you are there to pour into them. And Mm -hmm. that's your purpose right now because I miss it. I don't know. Some moms are like, I could never stay home. I love that well, I have to Because I have a friend and she loves working and she loves that she's teaching her kids. Like, this is what it looks like for women to like be in the marketplace yes. and, and slay and... And I love. Sorry, I wasn't trying to sound sexist there or anything. Um, but just for me personally, I You're, wish. Well, that's your longing in your heart right now. But uh, well, because as a stay-at-home mom, I'm like, I look in your window and I'm like, oh, it's you come uh, when I see her all dressed for work and her hair's all done, and I'm like, oh, I'm wearing pajamas, and I'm like, it's the stereotypical stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. But that's something I try to do is get dressed every day and feel good about myself and go out into the world doing that. But, you know, some days I'm like, oh, I can wear yoga pants all day because I'm not leaving the house and no one can judge me, you know. So, but it's for both. And I love seeing women who are like running their own businesses or 
Um, or doing that hustle to help their families. Or, yeah, you know, working from home. I love how the internet has actually, like, normalized working from home. And if a toddler runs into the back of your Zoom call, no one's, like, calling the police. You know, yeah. it's like, this is life, people. My husband's working in one room. Um, you know, that's just, it's life for us, you know. So um, I do want to kind of go through some of these stereotypes and just kind of talk. So for the the stay-at-home mom, but... I need to every day realign myself and go back to Christ. Every day I need to say my identity is in Jesus, not in the task I get done. I can be like, look at all the chores I got done today. Look at how well my child's dressed. Look at this. And I can like try to put myself on this pedestal. It's so easy to edify ourselves, Mm -hmm. but pride comes before the fall. Mm -hmm. So it's so if we put ourselves on these pedestals and we put ourselves and we have all this pride, you know what's going to happen. That pedestal is eventually going to break. Because someday I can't get everything done. My house is a mess. Myself is a mess. My child's a mess. And at, But the beautiful thing is like, that doesn't matter. Christ already made me good enough. And I'm like, am I a good enough mom? Yes. Not because of anything I did. Not because I got my checklist done today. Not because I, I looked good on social media. No, it's because before I ever became a mom... Christ did the work for me, mm-hmm. and same. So, what's the how? What's the working mom's way to move away from finding like your idol in work, and instead finding your identity in Christ? Well, for me, it's just finding that time and stillness oh, with face. Jesus. Rachel, just look at the funniest face at me. You look so um, like. I was a little bit. I was a little bit confused by your question at first because I was like, "Well, isn't it the same? You like have to realign yourself with Christ every day. <laughs> like you blew it out of the water." Sometimes Natalie is so well with her speech that I just sit here, just like listening to her, and then she pops it back to me, and I'm like, "I, I, I don't know what to well, say." I never. Well, I never. Anyway, but, so what? Well, what do you do to realign with Christ? I thought I offended you with the question because <laughs> you looked at me like, "Oh my god." Um, so for me, I like to find God in the stillness of the everyday because honestly, being working, you're busy. And then after you get off your work from shift, you're home still doing stuff, like still making dinner, still putting your kid to bed, still sitting on the floor with your back aching while you play in their dollhouse with them. Like, and you've already done that all day long. Well, most people don't work with children, but for me, it's working with children. And then I come home and I work with my child. But just finding any little time I can get stillness with Jesus. If I'm waiting in line at the grocery store, pulling out my phone and reading some Bible verses and mulling it over. Um, if I'm at work and I have like a 10-minute break and somebody comes and gives me a break, I can pull out my phone and I have the Bible app on there. So I get little pieces. On my way to work, I can pray to Jesus. There's sometimes I get so into praying and singing. And if I don't know how to pray sometimes, I just start worshiping being like god you're so good of course rachel found a way to sing in this podcast <laughs> god you're so good oh are you trying to search me <laughs> so i mean because that's such a good worship song because no matter what circumstance you're in what you're going through you can always sing god you're our, so good that was our india song oh my gosh the whole time we were in india and even singing. little ariana sings it and then one time we were in the car and it's good to pray out loud too because then your kids are hearing you pray they're learning mm-hmm. how to pray i didn't know how to pray until i became an adult even though our mom is like a fervent prayer she probably prays an hour a day i don't know yeah but she 
and you know, there's a there's a time to pray in your prayer closet, but we never like. I mean, we saw her pray at church, but yeah. So we just I try to pray out loud as much as I can. So Ariana's getting that, and so we were praying one time. I was praying, and then I said, "Oh Lord, I don't know what to pray for." I'm kind of. It was really tired, and Ariana goes, "Pray for your sisters." Wait, did, she, did she say it like pray for your sisters yeah but she said it so seriously pray for your sisters i'm yeah. like oh okay man my sisters must be needing some prayer and i love it ariana prays for like all my body she like prays yeah. for my hands and feet and she's because so nana has arthritis so sometimes she's in pain so ariana will start pray for auntie Natnat's head and her shoulders and and then it's funny and it's precious because the prayers it says in the bible that the prayers of the little ones are their angels are always like at the face of God or seeing the face the of God. The angels are always looking to the face of God. So that makes me, I always want kids to pray for me because yeah, their angels they're get precious priority. to him. And what that does too, it just gives me an opportunity to share that with my daughter and have that moment with her. But then to also just be so open to what the Lord has to speak to you. I know this sounds really silly, but on my way to work, I love animals. All animals. I mean, I used to think that our pet rats in our classroom was super creepy, but I've learned to love these pet rats that are not that clean. I mean, they poop everywhere, but they're, I mean, like, sorry, you moms, you've talked about that before, your mom. <laughs> um, but I just, I love animals. And there is this little horse pasture on my way to work, and there's this little hill. And there's this little horse that sits on the top of the hill in the morning, and it's almost like he's smiling at me. And I just feel like that's like a little nugget from God saying, like, this horse is just here to say good morning to you. Well, Isn't that just, silly? But no, like, like, lifting your head and seeing God's beauty. Like, I was driving to therapy this morning, and I saw the snow-capped mountains that surround oh, our city. Oh, yes! And I wanted to just, I just was like, God, thank you. And then I, I told the girls, I was like, look, you guys. God's so good. He he put he put a white sweater on the mountain or something silly yeah, like that. They look really. I love <laughs> the Treasure Valley this time of year. We live in a place that's literally surrounded by mountains, mm, and when winter beautiful. hits, oh, it's so pretty. Yeah, because there's no snow down here where we live, but we can see it, and it's beautiful. But mm-hmm. another thing we talk about this like fighting for your time. It's I tell the story uh, as a stay-at-home mom. I have a little bit more. T- flexible time so like I'll sit down to read my Bible I'm like I'm gonna read and pray and do some journaling for 30 minutes well a 30 minute journaling time might take me two hours mm-hmm. because I'm gonna tell the story so I sat down everything was ready I had my coffee and then I was just like reading the first paragraph and then my daughter comes up to me and she's poopy so I take her to change her diaper and then I realize that there's like we're out of wipes so then I go to the big closet and find wipes and when I'm in there I notice that something's disorganized so I organize it real quick then I go back I change her diaper and then I need to take her garbage out the poopy diaper out so then I realize that it's garbage day so I need to take the garbage can out and then when I came back inside I saw there was a piece of glass on the ground because yes the day before I broke a glass and I must have not cleaned everything out so I got the vacuum out and I vacuumed that and while I was I said well I've got the vacuum out already so I might as well go vacuum so then I vacuumed the whole house and then it's like two hours later it's like if you give a mouse a cookie if you give a mom a coffee yeah (laughs) she'll need to heat it up 40 times before she drinks it well it's funny the other day was the sweet potato for me I like was so excited to eat the sweet potato and I had like it all warmed up fresh out of the oven and then I kept getting distracted my mom my daughter needed me for this my daughter needed me for that and then finally I put it in the microwave for like the 10th time and got it all heated up and then I hear from upstairs mom 
mom, I need you to wipe my bottom. <laughs> like, it's glamorous being a mom. Of oh, it's so glamorous. So well, so that kind of leads me into my first mom stereotype. Um, but yeah, let's talk about some of these mom stereotypes. And sorry for all the bathroom talk. Yeah, Hopefully this that's is a not... very bathroom heavy episode. Apparently. <laughs> but okay, if you've ever had a three year old, you you're there. You know. you're like. So how many of you guys know the glamour mom? The mom that shows up and her hair is perfect and her makeup is oh, well, perfect. thank you, Natalie. And, <laughs> and she had a baby five minutes ago and her body is perfect. And, like, she just is always put together and you show up to drop off at preschool and your hair is a mess and your finger's broken. That's my situation right now. My finger's broken, so it's... Uh, that's a story. But anyway, so, yeah. you know, and she just always is wearing these put-together outfits, and and I can get kind of jealous. And I'd be like, oh, you know, but we don't know her story. She might be on the way to an important meeting, or that's what helps her have good self-esteem is getting ready in the morning. Or mm-hmm. she might be struggling with vanity, and the Holy Spirit needs to work on her. I don't know. It's not my job. Ooh, way to call somebody out. No, okay, I'm, I'm not calling <laughs> I know a lot of very beautiful women who go to our church and dress nice every day and they are not vain. They are just beautiful women. I'm just teasing you. (laughs) But yeah, it it can be, we don't know, maybe she was willing to wake up a half hour earlier than I was. Mm -hmm. Maybe I valued my sleep better than like straightening my hair. Mm Mm-hmm. That doesn't make me a bad person, and that doesn't make her a bad person. Well, and it's also where your priorities lie. So my daughter has trouble staying in preschool, so the principal suggested that maybe what we can do is start the morning off with a healthy, good breakfast, not here's a bag of cereal out the door, which you know we care about healthy stuff anyways. That's part of our podcast, but I've kind of gotten a little bit lax, and okay, I need to get to work, here's some cereal, especially now that she doesn't come to work with me anymore. She used to come to work where I worked but now we've decided to transition her to staying home more with Natalie and to that's another long story I, long I watch story her long. in the afternoons and then she gets to go to preschool yeah mornings, because before yeah. she was with me at work from like 8 30 to 5 30 and that's just a long day for a preschooler and now she's getting really good Christian teaching but most of the time she doesn't stay in school so um we he suggested why don't you guys start out the morning with prayer time and bible time and eating breakfast and that was so nice but the first couple of days I did not do my hair or makeup it was like, hi, ponytail. Thank God a mask covers half my face because <laughs> you don't want to see what I look like. But, um, but you had to prioritize but that it was just for a season, too, because mm-hmm. there are seasons where I have more time to work on my appearance, and I try really hard when I go to church to really work on my appearance. So, like, if you only see me on Sundays, you might be like, oh, she's she's really put together like but then if you see me during the week you're like oh she has a three-year-old <laughs> but you yeah. know what I'm saying well like, and it depends on like you said what you're doing like at my work I can't really go to work in yoga pants and a sweatshirt and a messy bun there mm-hmm. has to be some sense of professionalism there yeah. well so that kind of leads us to the opposite of the glamour mom the sloppy mom the like the hot mess you guys have heard it and, and some some moms will like wear this as a badge of honor as like I don't care like I they focus so much on their children and when here's where it becomes being a glamour mom or being a sloppy mom in and of itself is not sinful but it's when you choose that to be your identity that's mm. when it becomes a problem because if you're focusing on your children so much that you don't ever take time to brush your hair that can be a problem if you are ignoring your children so much 
to do something else. To spend two hours doing your makeup. You know, there's this balance. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And so it's all, and we're not saying this, if you are like, gosh, I might be the sloppy mom or I might be the. Oh, you know what? When I was fostering and I had six kids at one time at one point, I was the sloppy mom. Like, you would not even believe it. I look mm -hmm. at pictures of me and I'm like, oh my goodness. I don't know when the last time that hair saw a hairbrush, but. So I think there's this balance because I definitely, as a stay at home mom, am tempted to go to that, like, oh, I mean, I'm not really going anywhere. Do I really need to put jeans on? But I've noticed that, and not, in a, don't want to sound sexist, okay? And anyone who knows me, IRL, knows this is not, and knows my husband is not. But he. He likes it when I do a little bit of effort, and he likes to come home to, like, me looking nice. But then it's not like if I'm not looking nice, he comes home and he's like, who are you? Get some high heels on. By the way, I haven't worn high heels since I was 25, so. Yeah, we're not um, saying, like, sit in the kitchen with your dress and high heels and pearl necklace. Like, no, we are so <laughs> glad we're beyond that point. Because it's so funny because even when we, I was the hot mess mom and I always wore yoga pants and a giant sweatshirt, my husband would always come home and tell me how pretty I looked in it. But like, huh, thanks. But then when I made a little bit of effort, mm -hmm. he'd be like, wow. Well, it's funny because all these mom stereotypes, it's like we fight online about dumb stuff. And it's like we have so much more in common than we have apart. I think mm -hmm. of the next mom is, and the, I fall into this sometimes, is the crunchy mom the like granola mom you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying and not just because i don't want to shave my armpits that's a, a different story altogether no i'm just kidding i shave my armpits for the record most of the time but i'm not shaving my legs and who knows when it's no shave november <laughs> can't shave till december that's just an excuse <laughs> like you haven't shaved your legs since like october so like don't be telling <laughs> leggings are my best friend but um that I fall into, like, I try to do a lot of, like, green and earth initiatives in our house. Just, like, because I feel like Christians should be environmentalists to the point where they take... Okay, I feel like we should be good stewards of everything. We have money, finances, mm -hmm. our bodies. So I try to take good care of my family by not having a bunch of chemicals in the house and trying to avoid plastic. Obviously, I'm not perfect at it. But I do think there's, like... And I know, because I follow them on Instagram, there are people that find their identity and being that mom yeah i don't know what you'd call that mom well and the this, earth mom yeah. the crunchy mom this is what i love that was so beautiful the zero waste mom yeah oh the zero waste this is what i love that was so beautiful about our group of friendship when the covid thing hit everybody was isolated and that's just the worst thing for a mom whether you're mm -hmm. a working mom single mom crunchy mom we have an episode called why are moms so lonely yeah go listen to that that one's really good but we all sat outside we met in a parking lot we had our camping chairs and i loved it because you had a whole bunch of moms with different most i mean we're all christians so we have the same biblical base for our parenting but you'd have some moms that said oh i have my child sleep with me until they're about a year old i don't believe in the cry it out method mm -hmm. then you have some moms that said oh no i am trained as soon as I, I could yeah as soon as i could i made sure my kids were sleep trained and or I as soon as we brought our kiddo home from the hospital they slept in their own room and so all these different opinions you know we have some parents organic who, only yeah some parents who eat only organic and then some parents who vaccinate some parents who don't vaccinate and I know vaccination is a huge hot button for parents on the mom's group it's like non-stop arguing but it's like okay if you look at it from the mom's opinion take science out of it take your own personal feelings out of it a mom who chooses not to vaccinate her kids 
her reasoning is because she loves and wants to protect her kids. Mm-hmm. Okay? A mom who is a vaxxer and wants to vaccinate her kids, it's because she loves and wants to protect her kids. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we all want to just love and protect our kids. Whether you're even Christian or not. Whether you believe in God or don't believe you're in God. Well, and there's the Christian stereotype too. So there's like the Christian stereotype mom that she... Um, homeschools her kid and that everything's perfect and xyz and homeschool kids are weird and yeah and that all her kids are wearing matching i don't know polos for their <laughs> for their homeschool i don't well, know well at least they weren't like our mother who dressed us in all matching like bright colored floral jumpsuits and then our poor baby sister who could never grow out of it because every time she grew out of one size there was one just the size of <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh those okay and jumpsuits are like in style right now and they're cute these jumpsuits were like so 1990s, it's not even funny. But, <laughs> but yeah, so... That's pretty talented for mom to be able to make six matching jumpsuits. It's like she's in a sweatshop sewing our clothes. <laughs> but, well, even that. So, I'm the crafty mom that... I'm, not me, personally. Well, I like to craft, but I'm You not are crafty. <laughs> but, like, you know, it's like... Oh, We're I'm, like the Pinterest fail page. <laughs> like, no. oh, all my... I'm going to make a homemade from scratch Thanksgiving dinner and everything's going to be paleo or whatever it is. You know, we we found this even with our weight loss journey. You know, Rachel and I have lost a lot of weight in the last year and a half, two years. And it's so easy to find your identity in that. Oh, yeah. And I've oh, and believe me, I take a lot of selfies. You know you take a lot of selfies when I found on my phone one of my students took a video on my phone. Because even when your phone's locked, they can still open the camera. And, and somehow, I don't know. My students used to do that all the time. When she did that, but she grabbed my phone and she's like, oh, it's been 20 minutes. I'm going to take a selfie. It's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So even myself, I struggle with that vanity piece. Because I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, because I was overweight for so long. And now that I'm starting to look a little bit better because I've lost quite a bit of weight mm-hmm. and I was not happy with the way I looked before. Mm-hmm. And I look back at pictures and I'm like, oh, facepalm. But we have another episode coming up about loving the body you're in, not the body you're striving for or want or need. And so that's a whole nother episode. See how we're just plugging in our <laughs> keep listening, ladies. No. Well, we just have so, a lot of ideas that are just busting yeah, through us. So, so for me, I was just like... I've really struggled with vanity lately. And I think mm-hmm. social media even helps that when you're getting all these likes when you post a picture and everyone's like, oh, you look so pretty. So There's don't get me wrong. There's actually some science about the like dopamine in your brain. Well, and that kind of leads me to the next stereotype, the social media mom. Yeah. The mom that like looks perfect on social media and you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Oh, when I take a selfie, I won't take a picture of the dirty dishes in the background or the <laughs> scream owl like, or this, you don't hear the screaming toddler behind the scenes, you know, and, mm-hmm. or you'll see just only the cute little videos we post of our kids. Mm-hmm. You don't really take a video when your kid's in the middle of raging at the grocery store. I know. We edit out the negative things for social media and maybe we shouldn't. Like, I like one of the ladies I follow, um, a lady she is christy code red she she does this like weight loss thing but i love it because she will do like she's a gorgeous woman she beautiful is in perfect shape and but she will um do facebook lives all the time without any makeup on 
mm-hmm. and she's like, this is just what I look like without makeup on. And she's gorgeous without it. She's gorgeous with it. But she definitely looks different without the makeup. And I'm like, I like how she tries to be authentic and show what it really looks like behind the scenes. Or even all the Facebook filters. I try not to use filters when I do live. When we go on live, we don't use filters. We don't need, like, you know, because there's been studies coming out now that it changes how you feel about yourself when you use those filters. And especially young children and young girls, um, there's a lot of stuff about social media you should look it up but young girls maybe are, we need to do a podcast about I social media <laughs> but it's all about um young girls are more likely to be depressed if they're on social media and i think about our young girls looking at us they don't say oh mommy you have an imperfection on your face you better put a filter on that oh see that's the, what i wanted to transition into as well i don't want to jump over it natalie has all her perfect notes you know they're perfect <laughs> rachel is all in chaos but at the end of the day, do our kids put labels on us? Are our kids like, my mom's the crunchy mom, my mom's the health mom, my mom's the sport. Do our kids put labels on us? No. No, they, they love us. Yeah. We are the most important thing to them in their life. Yeah. And it's so easy to get caught up in trying to be this type of mom or this type of mom. And at the end of the day, you know what your child really wants? is for you to be present. Yeah, to be mom. To be their mom. I think... Um, titles and stereotypes make us feel comfortable. Well, not even make us feel comfortable. We just, like we said at the beginning, we just like to put labels on things. And I think the best label I can think of is I'm a child of God. Mm. And because of that, I, I get to be a mom. And I want to train my daughters up to love, to love who they are. And, mm-hmm. and so, um, ah. That's so good, Rachel. And we could go on all, all day. We've probably said 45 different stereotypes. But even, Yeah, well, it's bad. Like, like, okay, thanks for telling all the... The helicopter mom, the, like, laid-back mom, the, like... Um, but you know what I love? If you look up mom in the dictionary, just the word mom, mm-hmm. you know what it is? Mm-hmm. One's mother. One's so mother. So simple. It's not some, like, a person who takes care of... It's one's mother is the definition of a mom and I love that it doesn't have to be complicated it doesn't have to and we understand it's hard being a mom Mm -hmm. it's hard when we've said this in our in why are moms so lonely episode but um get in a community Mm -hmm. we are not made to do this alone Mm -hmm. like we are not supposed to be moms in a vacuum i think we get weird when we (laughs) only see i mean i know i get weird we get weird when we're isolated i think sane uses that and he's been using covid to separate us and divide us and hide us and well and the political stuff don't Mm -hmm. be a keyboard warrior Mm -hmm. when you see a mom who does something with their kids and you totally and completely disagree why is it the first reaction to be so angry and want to attack them? And I think it's because we're insecure in our own motherhood sometimes. And, like, if I'm being really honest, when I see a mom doing something that I disagree with, it's for two reasons. Either I'm prideful and I'm like, oh, I could do that better. Or it's the opposite where it's like, oh, she's doing so much better than me. What am I doing wrong? Which still is prideful. If both you think is about pride. It, both yeah. is for pride. Low self-esteem and high self-esteem are both pride. So we have to... It's all self mm-hmm. and we live in a society of self and we need to find the balance and humble ourselves and just be like lord i'm just mom yeah. and that's enough that i don't enough. have to be 
I don't have to be the powerhouse career mom. I don't have to be the like rocking it, killing it, stay at home mom. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to be perfect. Thank God. Yeah, that's mm. good, Nat. Yeah, I was just thinking about that because we are so divided right now. So much division. We shouldn't be divided as a mom. I remember, see, you know, whenever somebody posts a cute video of their kid in the car seat, there's like a million moms to jump on there and being like, the, the, your kid is not placed in the right amount of... Your kid is not placed in the right amount of the car seat is not in the perfect spot, the straps. And yeah, that's a kid's safety. But don't you think it would be better to maybe private message somebody than calling them out on Facebook, even if you are right? And -hmm. at the end of the day, is it better to be right or be in relationship? Yeah. Obviously, if somebody is doing something blatantly, uh, naively dangerous, you might want to just say, hey, you know. But I wish another mom would pull me aside because... This, I'm in a, an adoption support group for India and parents who have adopted from India. And I said something incorrect in the group. Um, not like so incorrect. I mean, it was just I had a misunderstanding about something. And someone kindly told me how I should approach it. And, and not even told me. They said, hey, I noticed this. Can you talk to me about X, Y, Z? And then after they understood my situation better, they said, well, from my experience, ABC. You know, and so they weren't like, oh, you're a terrible parent because at the time I'd been a parent for what, three months. So mm-hmm. yeah, I was kind of a terrible parent. <laughs> um, no, I wasn't even back then, but I would say I had the grace of God I would never put together for you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but like God, I mean, I was very green and I'm still very green, you know, a year into it. So, I mean, like it was so kind and now I can take that and pass it on to the next adoptive parent and, you know, it's just this beautiful, beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And I love that group. It's only about four or 500 people. And I haven't even met most of them. But we're like a family of Indian adopted parents. And and I, I wanted to bring it back to that example because they were doing, they said, I want to see all your kids in costumes. And um, so we did a big thread and everyone posted a picture of their kid in costumes. And it was so beautiful to see all these beautiful Indian children. Because first of all, I only get to see my daughter who's Indian. We don't have a huge Indian population here. And so it was so cool to just see picture after picture after picture. short. And they were so many little brown Elsas <laughs> and Indian little Olafs. And it was so cute. But um, Frozen was like the costume this year. But she... Um, it was I love how supportive it is like we're all in this together we're not trying to like tear each other down we're all we get it you know and some people will come crying to the group like literally crying saying I'm crying as I post this because my family doesn't understand and then the group's like we're your family we understand and so I think as the mother the the sisterhood of motherhood I think we could learn something from that. And that's like a Facebook group. You know and what I'm saying? And let's not try to put labels on other moms ourselves. Mm-hmm. If we, if you even, it's all about disciplining your mind. It's about just like, if you're the type of person who has thoughts all day long about your body image for, for example, your body image. If you're constantly looking in the mirror saying, I don't like my nose. I don't like the fat around my belly. I don't like the, if you're constantly looking in the mirror and pointing out all the things you don't like about yourself, you're going to have horrible Mm self-esteem. But if you look in the mirror every day and you get up and say, oh, I love my smile. I love that my arms are strong enough to carry my child. Mm -hmm. I love that my legs are strong enough to run and play basketball with my students in high heels. No, You should tell that story about the African women 
Um, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so it's so easy for us to put, but if we discipline our thoughts, even the Bible says take every thought captive. If we see that mom coming in and her hair is perfect and everything looks in place and we and the first thing we do is grumble and say, ugh, look at her just being so, then take that thought captive and say, Lord, forgive me mm-hmm. because she's my sister. And, and she's beautiful. And she's beautiful. That's so cool that she got to, like, show her beauty to Or me. even if you start feeling, say you're at the grocery store and there's this mom with a kid and she looks completely sloppy and not not put together and she's yelling at her kid and you're just thinking okay well look at her life is probably not together take that thought captive and be like god forgive me and when you start to see people like that think of as ways children of god, children yeah. god think of ways so instead of go up, go up to the mom who's all put together and be like you always look so beautiful and what's your secret yeah or the mom at the grocery store who's yelling at her kids say hey can i help you with something mm-hmm. you know just give even me- or just i'll go up to that and be like i've been there solidarity sister I yeah feel we've you. all had a crying three-year-old in the so i know, mean just in the grocery store changing our mindset but when natalie was going back to um that story you told me it's it's just so much about changing your mindset uh, because you, yeah, we'll tell the story. It's changing, really changing your perspective. So there was this photographer who went to Africa and she was photo- taking pictures of all the women. She was a photojournalist. She was kind of killing it in her career. Oh, yeah. She Wasn't was she kind awesome. of older? She was awesome in her career. She was later in life. She hadn't had a marriage or kids or anything like that because she had chosen her career. And that's fine. And she loved what she did. And so there was this communal pool that they would all go and take a bath in. And so when the women shed their clothes, you know, they had all these stretch marks all over them. Their bodies had bruises. You know, they were, their hands were calloused from work. And they looked at this girl with the perfect body. And she had like, everything was not a blemish on her. She was in perfect shape. She was beautiful. No stretch marks no from stretch giving marks. birth. Yeah. And the women came up to her and they put their hands on their, her body and they sobbed. And they were like, we are so sorry. And she was kind of confused. And the translator said, well, these women, they feel so bad for you because you have no life on your body. You have no stretch marks to show you gave birth. You know, you don't have calluses on your hand to show the hard work of raising children. And they felt bad for her. Instead of saying, wow, look at that girl. She's in so much shape. They they mourned for her. So it's mm-hmm. all about perspective. So women in that culture, when you see a woman with a little bit of extra belly fat, it means you're well fed. If you see stretch marks, it means you have many children. If you see wrinkles on their face, it means they're wise because they've lived a lot of years. They've had sorrows. They've had, you know, so it's all about our perspective. I love that story. And um, I think the same thing. If I have dishes in the sink, it's because we had food to eat. If I have laundry in the hamper, it's because we had clothes to wear. And if there's crayon on the wall, it means that you have a very creative toddler, you know? <laughs> so like trying to flip the script and stop putting labels on herself and our children for that matter. We haven't really talked about that, but yeah, just, and all of us are children of God. So let's That's have that the label. Best label to have. Yeah. <laughs> let's have that be our only label. Yeah. Let's have the only labels in our house be on our mason jars, okay? <laughs> um, so yeah, you have such cool labels on your mason jar. Yeah, my mother-in-law helped me. She's amazing. <laughs> She's like the domestic, like, queen. Okay. Yeah. So, you well, know. there you go labeling her. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I labeled her. No, no. She's also a lovely human being. Yeah, but, but yeah, because at the end of the day, do our kids put labels on us? 
Do our kids love us whether we're in yoga pants or a satin dress? Mm -hmm. Do our kids love us whether we're feeding them chicken nuggets or organic kale chips? Probably would love you a little bit more. I think they love us more when we're giving them the processed crap. (laughs) But do they love it when, you know, and I think about that too because I feel all this guilt too for being a working mom. But when I come home at the end of the day, my child knows that I love her and that I go to work for her. Yeah, and goes the other way too. I can feel guilty that I'm not doing enough as a mom, but my husband doesn't think that, God doesn't think that, my child doesn't think that. And really, mm-hmm. who else matters? And above all this, love. 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 I know it seems so cliche, but love is it's such a not. powerful tool, especially between women, mm-hmm. because we need to come together not as competition with each other, but as united as sis- in sisterhood. And mm. that's what we're craving. That's what we need in today's society. Yep. Break through the stereotypes. Let's be united. Ah, oh, that's so good. Hey, if you have any questions, if you want to learn more about anything we talk about as the Instamamas, we have a new Facebook page, which is really exciting. It's Instamamas Nat and Ratch. Nat and Rach. We just, R-A-C-H. It just sounds better when, or funny when you say Ratch. <laughs> but it, we share more... Um, we share more like articles and the kind of our day-to-day experiences as moms on our Facebook page. And then on our Instagram page, that's where we focus more on like our health stuff and we have adoption on everything, but um, we kind of do more recipes and our meals and things like that on Instagram. So, yes. um, and we also have a Gmail account if you want to send questions there too. Instamamas19 at gmail.com. And please like and subscribe. It actually makes a huge difference. And if you write a review, we will read it in our show. We have one from Kelsey that says, these two girls are amazing. I love all of their podcasts. Oh, no, that's from somebody else. That's from Lex.